Welcome to the 49er Access Podcast. My name is Sterling Bennett. This is episode number 33 of the podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, the much-anticipated 2021 NFL Draft is tomorrow as the Niners will draft their new franchise quarterback, possibly trade Jimmy Garoppolo, and embark on a three-day journey to reestablish their roster at the top of the NFL I know you're busy, I know you have your ears and your eyes glued to your phones, your TVs, your radio, maybe it's YouTube or Twitter, you are actively searching for the latest NFL draft news, who the Niners going to take, is it Wilson, is it Fields, is it Lance, is it Jones, I want to know what's going on with every single team, because you're just like me, you care about this team, you want to know when the Niners are on the clock, when their pick is in, you want to know who it's going to be, you want to know where they're leaning at the current time. So I'm going to make this podcast short, um, hopefully around 30 minutes, because I know the process has been grueling for you fans out there. It has been, it's been pretty rough. This offseason has been rough for Niner fans, and we're all looking for someone to kind of uh, come around and uh, cheer together, to, to someone that can bring us together as fans again, because this offseason has been such a grueling process. But hopefully tomorrow night can change that, can write this horrible wrong that has been the offseason but it's interesting because as we enjoy this path to the 2021 NFL draft we did get some interesting news earlier this morning it kind of flew over the radar it didn't really make headlines and and I understand why it didn't but I do think it is somewhat interesting to at least look into and see and it will lead us into our first segment of the show And this really should make the anti-Mac Jones fans happy if you choose to believe this news or take it at face value. That is Benjamin Albright. Many of you know who he is, but he covers the Broncos for KOA and he covers the NFL for the Pro Football Network. He released his final mock draft today and he has Trey Lance going to the 49ers. And I'm sure, just like I was when I first read it, I was like, and? Like, so what? Who cares? He's one out of... 17 million people who have a mock draft. He's one of 17 million people who have Trey Lance going to the Niners. And so whatever, like who cares? But there is more because Albright released DMs of a conversation he had today with an unnamed, unlisted source due to privacy reasons, obviously. Um, And the message went, this is Albright saying, in my mock, I have the Broncos taking Rashawn Slater. In real life, I hope they'd trade down with Miami and take Zaven Collins, the linebacker. The person he's talking to says, QB should be the move for them, being Denver, but we'll see. Albright responds, they have a backdoor deal in place for Teddy Bridgewater, already said if they don't get their guy. The guy responds, oh interesting. Now again, the main part there being they have this backdoor deal in place if they don't get their guy for Teddy Bridgewater. Well, guess what happened today? The Denver Broncos traded for Teddy Bridgewater. Now again, this kind of tells you one of two things. One, that the Denver Broncos wanted Trey Lance. That had been rumored for a while, a possible trade-up with Atlanta. Um, This seems to take them out of the market for a quarterback. Although, if a guy just happened to fall to them, like a Justin Fields, maybe a Trey Lance. Of course, I'm sure they would even ponder taking it um but it also opens the door for a trade back for Denver as well but again 
Albright has Lance going to San Francisco in his mock draft, then Denver trades for quarterback. I mean, trying to connect these dots, which maybe I'm painting the wrong picture here, but when the guy who knows that Denver has a backdoor deal in place mocks Lance to San Francisco, then Denver then trades back, that, that would lead someone to think that the Niners are going to take Trey Lance. They would lead them to think Denver thought Trey Lance is our guy if he's there and that San Francisco has decided that Trey Lance is our guy. Denver, you can't have him. He's not going to be there for you at 9. Or the other option is that the Niners are going to take Justin Fields and that was the guy Denver wanted. And again, it pretty much the exact same situation as Lance, but the only difference is, is that Lance was mocked and Albright knew this deal was in place which, again, it just paints the picture of it looks like it's leaning towards Lance. Lance has been rumored to be going uh, to San Francisco, or at least connected to him. But Bobby Horn, who he writes for Niners Hub, Niners Noise, Niners Web Zone, Niner Nation. He's, he's in the Niner community. Uh, I think he put it the best way, the easiest way to understand. He said, Benjamin Albright puts out his mock with SF taking Trey Lance. He then puts out a DM that he was aware of a backdoor deal for Denver to get Teddy Bridgewater. Denver got some info they weren't getting their guy and felt the need to make this move. Albright knows, I think he's accurate here, Lance to SF. Now again, like I said, is that put in set in stone? No, because like I've always told you guys that believe everything, believe nothing. Like, you have to take everything with a grain of salt, you have to take every report, every rumor as something that could potentially happen. Some of them probably more serious than others. But again, take them as what they are. They are reports. They are rumors. It's what someone's hearing. You'll hear Schefter and Rappaport and Pelissero say, I'm hearing this. A source told me this. That way the source gets the blame that what you heard was wrong. It's never the person, the reporter, getting the thing wrong. It's what they've been told that was wrong. Um... So again, this doesn't mean that Trey Lance is going to San Francisco, but it does lend, opens the door to Trey Lance and the Niners having a deeper connection of why did Denver make this move? Why did they trade for Teddy Bridgewater? Well, it seems to be from these dots that I am connecting that many people have connected that maybe they wanted Trey Lance and San Francisco has taken their guy. Or maybe Atlanta's taken Trey Lance. Or maybe New England has talked with someone and they're taking Trey Lance. Whoever it is, Trey Lance looks to likely not be off, be on the board by nine. Which then lends to the conversation of, it looks like San Francisco is taking Trey Lance and has come to their decision one day away from the NFL draft. But this, this scenario also opens the door for the conspiracy theories to come in, the over-analysis of the NFL draft, which is what we're going to get into right now, and that's the crazy theories, you know, put on your Alex Jones hats and, and, and the tinfoil hats that have been all over Twitter over the last couple months. Um, and while I do want to try to ground the idea, kind of make these more realistic possibilities that seem far-fetched, but they still could happen. I'm not someone who likes to think of, like, let's think of the wildest idea of Trey Lan or, or Trevor Lawrence uh, being traded to the Saints and them trading, you know, Sean Payton's firstborn and Jameis Winston, whatever, you know. Those things are crazy to me. 
Um, so I do want to stay in the realm of somewhat of realism or a realistic possibility here. So the first one I have is uh, the Jets take Justin Fields number two overall and Zach Wilson falls to number three. Um, to me, it has been oddly quiet in the Justin Fields inside the top three uh, conversation. Uh, I think we all can agree he should be in that conversation. I think it is between Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Um, but it just has been oddly quiet to me. And I've DM'd some people, uh, and they don't seem to think the same way. But it, there is a sense in my mind that it's been eerily quiet on the Justin Fields to San Francisco rumors. I know John Middlecoff, who many of you know, and listen to his podcast, he said he was told by somebody who has gotten the majority of things right recently uh, that Justin Fields is going to be a 49er. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, that's not who I have mocked there, but that's I wouldn't doubt it. Fields is a phenomenal prospect. Um, I think the knocks on him and Lance are a little overblown, but I do think Justin Fields is definitely in the running for the number three overall pick. But again here, Jets take Justin Fields. Zach Wilson falls to three. Um, but it seems to me, like I told you last week, I don't buy the Niners are going to smokescreen anybody. Um, they could, but I, I, I just don't buy the Mac Jones smokescreen. I don't buy it. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It doesn't seem like it's a realistic possibility to me that the Mac Jones smokescreen is a real thing. But the Jets make more sense if they're going to smokescreen somebody to me simply because they hold... You know, they hold who the Niners can take at their hands. And the Jets, let's be honest here, are basically the East Coast version of the 49ers. You know, the 49ers had Robert Sala and LaFleur there the last four seasons. Now, they're in New York. They know how the Niners operate in Santa Clara. They know Shanahan. They know Lynch. They know York. They know Peters. They know, to a certain extent, probably to a bigger extent... Uh, how they operate in Santa Clara. And they know that if the Niners want Wilson or Fields or Lance, they're going to know or have a good idea as to who they want. They're probably having conversations saying, hey, you know, if Shanahan likes Fields, we should like Fields. And you like to think not because Douglas there in New York is a really good GM. Um, but they put themselves in a position where they can get anybody. And granted, losing does that for you if, if you are New York. But I do think there is a really good chance... Um, or at least I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields is that number two overall pick. Um, and maybe there is a reason why the Niners haven't been open or the rumors haven't been that San Francisco likes Justin Fields like they do like Mac Jones, like they do like Trey Lance. Now I've heard, I don't know if it's true, but I've heard it that Justin Fields has had the least amount of Zoom meetings with the Niners. That Mac Jones uh, is up there, but Trey Lance has superseded both of them. Now again, take that with a grain of salt, but it is something to take into account that that could possibly be the case. Now, for many reasons, maybe the Niners are the most comfortable with Fields, so they don't feel the need to have many Zoom calls, and they feel they want to get to know Trey Lance even more. It's a very easy possibility. But again, maybe the reason we haven't heard the Niners are interested in the field is because they want teams like the Jets to pass on fields. To think, well, if quarterback guru Kyle Shanahan doesn't like fields, 
maybe we shouldn't like Fields. And that way he falls into the Niners' lap at three. Because let's be honest here, like I already said, these connections run deep. I'm sure these guys talk to a certain extent. Um, and, and when you know how the team behind you operates, and you know how what many consider one of the greatest offensive minds in the NFL today, if not the last 10, 15 years, if he likes Fields, you're going to ask yourself, well, why don't I like Fields? But if he doesn't like Justin Fields, you're going to ask yourself, maybe I should pass on Fields, which could then be playing into San Francisco's hands. So again, maybe it's all reverse, and maybe the Niners want Zach Wilson, and maybe they're feeding information to the Jets. We don't know. But again, that's why it's a conspiracy theory. So we're having fun here. And the next one is, the Niners knew all along the Jets were going to be debating between Fields and Zach Wilson. One and two kind of go hand in hand here, and we'll get even crazier, but probably more realistic with the number three conspiracy. But the number two conspiracy is, the Niners traded all the way up to number three, knowing they would have a chance at drafting Zach Wilson. And they don't want it to get out. They like Zach Wilson because it could lead to the Jets changing their mind. Think of it as the reverse of number one here. Uh, that the Niners do not want the Jets to know they want Zach Wilson. So what are they doing? Oh, we like Mac Jones. We like Trey Lance. We kind of like Justin Fields. And they're kind of putting the seeds in the Jets' mind that, you know, maybe we should like Fields more. Maybe we have some uncertainty about Zach Wilson. And don't get me wrong, there definitely is some uncertainty about Zach Wilson, just like there is about Trey Lance and Mac Jones and Fields. They're really the only quarterback prospect to have no concerns other than saying, football isn't my entire life. Very Andrew Luck-esque is Trevor Lawrence, but no one seems to care because it's Trevor Lawrence. So... I think there could be this mind game being played. Is it true? I don't know. But guess what? It's a conspiracy theory. Put your tin foil hats on. Be Joaquin Phoenix in signs. Um, put, put Be the Alex Jones for one second here and just have fun with me that there could be a possibility that the Niners get Zach Wilson. There is a possibility they are trying to get the Jets to kind of deke themselves out, become the New York Jets, although I think getting fields is not a bad uh, a, it's not a bad consolation prize. But I do think maybe San Francisco is playing this game where they're saying, hey, 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 New York, we have concerns about Zach Wilson, while in the meantime they're saying we're going to get Zach Wilson and run the NFC West for the next 10 years. I don't know. It's all out there. All this could happen. These are some of the things you think of when you're overanalyzing the NFL draft and your mind just racking itself up and you're turning over to 100 and the gears are grinding. Uh, you're sitting there in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., thinking, you know, what's going to happen? You're in the field position and you're just you're cradling yourself saying, who are they going to draft? Who are they going to draft? And you're just freaking out because you don't know what happens next and you want to know so bad because there is, there is some sort of anxiety when it comes to to the number of the overall pick this year, especially with all the uncertainty about Jimmy Garoppolo, where this team sits, and the anxiety of, are we really going to pick Mac Jones? We can't blow this now. We have three years riding on it uh, of first-round picks. But that brings me to my next and my final theory before we get into uh, my mock draft and who I would take number three overall. This one, to me, makes the most sense. Um... And while I will get into why they won't trade Jimmy and well, maybe they who they could trade Jimmy to, this one makes the most sense to me. Number three, 
the Niners are trying to hype up Mac Jones to get another team like Carolina, Washington, maybe even Chicago to draft or trade up for him so the other handful of teams, maybe like New England, miss out on the quarterback of their choosing, only so the remaining teams who didn't get their quarterback have to raise their offer for Jimmy Garoppolo, allowing the Niners to then get the best possible compensation for him. Now again, I'll be honest with you, I have a hard time believing the 49ers are going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, simply because the teams that maybe are in the market for quarterback, and I already covered this on previous podcasts, the teams that are in the market for quarterbacks are obviously going to wait until the draft. A team like Denver already got Teddy Bridgewater. They're probably out of Jimmy Garoppolo, mark off Denver. But a team like Carolina, they already got Sam Darnold, but they could still draft Justin Fields if he's there. They can still draft a Trey Lance if he's there. They're likely not going to be in the Mac Jones conversation. But a team like Washington, Chicago, um, maybe even Pittsburgh if they're ballsy enough, enough to do it. But a team like New England... Washington and Chicago, those three teams make the most sense of maybe trading up for a quarterback. Now, I have no idea who they like, but the Niners could be trying to make a team ahead of New England, ahead of Washington, ahead of Chicago, either trade up or draft Mac Jones because they know Jimmy is so similar to Mac Jones that if a team wants Mac Jones, their maybe their consolation prize is going to be trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, a team like Chicago, and I've already covered this, they're kind of cap-strapped with money. They have Andy Dalton. He seems to be their QB number one for a year. They're probably going to be bad. They're saying, hey, we can get a, a Desmond Ritter next year. You know, we can get you know uh, uh, Jaden Daniels from Arizona State next year. Like, there are, there are teams that may be thinking we can improve elsewhere because we know we're not going to be good this next year, compete enough to be top 10, then get our quarterback. Um, so, again, I don't think they would trade Jimmy Garoppolo, because I don't think there's necessarily going to be a suitor out there, unless a team like New England comes along, because Adam Schefter reported today saying, look, it's probably New England or bust uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo getting traded, and I don't disagree with that, knowing Fitzpatrick's in Washington, um, and and Dalton's in Chicago, and Big Ben's obviously in Pittsburgh, he's not going to have, you know, they're not going to get Garoppolo in, in Pittsburgh, Um but I think Mac Jones fits there pretty well. But again, it would be very hard to make any move work for a team that wants Jimmy Garoppolo, especially New England, unless the Patriots are parting with a you know high uh, a guy getting paid top end dollar, like a Stefan Gilmore. Um, now I do think a deal between Garoppolo and Stefan Gilmore makes some sense, although I do think San Francisco may want a draft pick. Which and then it comes into the the idea of, hey, let's make a team trade up or draft Mac Jones early in front of New England. Make sure they can't get their guy. Let's hope that a team like Washington or Chicago eventually takes, you know, a Davis Mills or a Kellen Mond if the Patriots do like them. And hope that the Patriots get left out to dry because we want that number two or or, or their second round pick. And if they want Garoppolo bad enough. Maybe we can get another second-round pick in exchange for Garoppolo maximizing his uh, his trade compensation. But then again, the other part of the conversation really is the entire offseason, 
John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have been honest, right? They've been saying, hey, look, we're not entirely sure or, 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 or we want to upgrade the quarterback room. Well, I'm sorry, getting a rookie quarterback who doesn't know the system might take a while, and then having Josh Rosen, Nate Sudfeld, and whoever's behind him, Josh Johnson, like, and then trading Grapple away, that is not improving your quarterback room. What it's doing is weakening it. Now, it may give it more potential, but overall it is weakening the quarterback room. And I don't think that's necessarily in the plans or in the goodwill of the franchise going forward. Could it happen? Yes. If the Niners said, hey, we can get Lance or Fields, we can get a second-round pick for Garoppolo, we can add a, a star cornerback that can play outside, or, or maybe a slot a slot nickel cornerback who can play on the inside and replace K1 Williams, then we can get a receiver we like really good, uh, and and we can you know build this offense up around the, receiver, uh, the new quarterback, and then we can build the defense up behind him. Uh, that could be an idea. But I just have, I just have this weird feeling it's not going to happen that way. That the Niners aren't going to take Mac Jones. He's going to fall to New England, to a Washington, to a team that uh, may not be QB needy, but QB, QB wanting is another way to put it. And so, it's very hard for me to believe that Jimmy Garoppolo will not be a 49er quarterback in 2021. Now. You can dissect Shanahan's press conference every way you want to, and and I know a lot of that sounded like Mac Jones, and a lot of that sounded like goodbye Jimmy Garoppolo, but if you listen to what he says, and I'm not sure of the time code, but he does say he's eager to get Garoppolo back into the room after the draft. So I have a hard time believing that at least during draft weekend, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get traded. Could it happen? Yes. It very very well could if the compensation is right. That's always been the thorough line. It's always been what they have said uh, up front with the media. The plan is for Garoppolo to be here unless we are wowed by an offer. But again, who knows? It could and couldn't happen, but it's going to be a fun ride to see what does. I just don't see it happening this weekend. Let's get to my mock draft really quick here. I'm going to go through the first three rounds. I'm going to more so give you uh, the third overall pick, the 43rd overall pick, and kind of the middle rounds who I think could be there in the third guys they can target. Uh, The third overall pick, and I'm sure this will make some of you happy, uh, I released my mock draft on Twitter uh, yesterday and on Instagram. With that said, with the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. Everything I'm hearing, it lines up that way, but I'm not going to to just discredit Justin Fields there. If you're asking me for a percentage, I have a 50% chance of Trey Lance being the third overall pick. I have a 40% chance of Justin Fields being the third overall pick. And then again, because anything is possible, I have a 10% chance Mac Jones is the third overall pick. I think Trey Lance can bring amazing versatility to this Niners offense. I think he does need some time. I think a year would be beneficial to him and his progress, but I do think that uh, if the rumors are true, he's had the most Zoom time with them. Uh, he They've taken him out to dinner, or at least his family to dinner twice. They've wanted to get to know him, and if John Lynch truly loves Trey Lance, I think Adam Peters will too, and I think they can possibly, if it's needed, 
persuade Kyle Shanahan over to their side. But again, everything you say about Trey Lance, you can easily say about Justin Fields. I do think Trey Lance, his accuracy issues are not necessarily as big of a deal as everyone thinks they are. I know Kyle Shanahan's a big feet guy, and Trey Lance sometimes does um, get on his tippy toes. He isn't fully planted. But again, those are things you can coach out of somebody. But I think if you're looking at Fields, I do think you're saying, hey, look, you are the more finished product now. But Trey Lance is right behind him. And it really is kind of a, a snail's race. It, it's right there. It's 1-2. and two. It's 1-A, one 1-B. One Whoever they pick is going to be hopefully a phenomenal quarterback. They have the, all the right tools to be there. But my edge goes to Trey Lance at number 3 overall. Number 43 overall, if Garoppolo is still there, and even if he isn't to a certain degree, but I think if he is there, this could be a place where the Niners could trade back. Um, there could be maybe a team wants a receiver. Maybe it's an Elijah Moore who's there, and the Niners are like, you know what, like, Let's get more draft compensation. Gives us more flexibility to trade back up in the fourth, fifth, maybe even the third round again um, if they want somebody on top of who they're going to draft. Or a team wants a defensive back, maybe an Asante Samuel is there, or an Elijah Molden, who the Niners don't value as high possibly, to play nickel. Um, because they do have a Kwan Williams, maybe they say, hey, let's trade back, let somebody in the AFC snag Molden, we'll move back five picks, gain a fourth rounder in return, uh, and again, give us more flexibility going forward. Maybe it's next year's third rounder. Who knows? There's a lot of things they can do here. And I do think maybe a team like the Steelers or the Ravens who want a center could target Landon Dickerson or Creed Humphrey here as well. A lot of things the Niners can do. But here are some prospects I think are second round talents that can instantly improve this team and have a pretty good chance of being on the board. Uh, right now, starting number one, I have Asante Samuel Jr., I had him going to us 43 overall in my mock draft. I think he would be the perfect fit on the outside across from Barrett. You can move Mosley inside possibly, although he is kind of tight in the hips. You can then have Samuel and Barrett, K1 play nickel if you want to. Then you can have Mosley be that rotational corner. That way it pushes guys like Dante Johnson uh, back down the depth chart and you feel a little bit more okay about facing A.J. Green, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you feel better about going up against some of the top offenses in your division. Again, I also have Elijah Molden there. If they are set on replacing Kalen Williams, who's getting older, Elijah Molden makes a lot of sense. He can also play safety as well. He can give you more flexibility in the secondary, which I think this Niners team who experimented with playing Ward and Harris in the box, I think he can add some versatility there you wouldn't get with the Sante Samuel. On top of that, another cornerback, Paulson Nadebo. He shined a lot in his, his sophomore year. Uh, he, he didn't have a great senior season, um, and then COVID hit, obviously. He's, he's a guy who kind of peaked early in his college career, then kind of took a step back, but it's not like he was a bad corner. He can still come in and play he might need some time, but I think day day one, he's going to be competitive, and you're going to see him shine and spark early, especially in camp. Um, and I do think he's someone you can bring in and possibly be comfortable with Verrett leaving in a year if a Debo does progress the way I think he could out of Stanford. Um, that's three corners I think they could take. I also think Jamar Johnson here. Jamar Johnson has been projected to be a Second to fourth round pick. I know Grant Cohn, the lovely Grant Cohn, who is a wonderful person. He had him going in the fourth round. Um, I had Johnson going in the third round. 
to me in the in my, in my mock draft. Uh, I think it's at 117 in, in my mock draft yesterday. I do think Jamar Johnson, he can replace Tart. He's a phenomenal safety to get turnovers. This Niners secondary does not get turnovers. War, uh, Ward, more, more, more so than everybody else, but Ward and Tart do not bring and get you the ball back. Jamar Johnson will get you the ball back. He is a ball hawk safety. Be a phenomenal fit here. He'd really improve in the secondary and getting the ball back to an offense who, if you're going to get an explosive quarterback, why not get yourself a defender who can get that quarterback the ball back even more so? Be that Tyran Matthew to your Patrick Mahomes. That's what you're going for here. I think Jamar Johnson could be uh, in the running for the second through fourth round of this draft for San Francisco. Then again, I'm going to go with Wyatt Davis. Wyatt Davis, you want a right guard. The Niners brought back Tom Compton today. But is Daniel Brunskill the guy? I think he's more of a rotational guy who can fit in certain places. He can play certain downs. But I do think Wyatt Davis could be a guard they bring in if they are not comfortable with Brunskill playing right guard. Because guess what? When you have Williams, Tomlinson, Mack, a question mark at right guard, the McGlinchey is inconsistent. You do want to strengthen that right side of the offensive line, especially for a quarterback who is likely more mobile. You still want to give him time to throw to what looks like a healthier receiving core that will probably be added to in this draft. The third round, again, some of the same guys. Um, Paulson Debo is still there, already went through him. But I think a guy like Michael Carter, a running back, I don't love taking running backs very high in the draft, but I think Michael Carter, he brings a physicality who's there uh, in this offense. And I know Jeff Wilson Jr. is there when Gallman's there, but I do think Shanahan values running backs a lot because of the scheme he runs. Although I am weary of taking a running back very high in this draft. Um, but he does bring some offensive explosiveness and some physicality. Kind of a gritty runner, if that makes sense. I do think he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. And I think he would be phenomenal behind Mostert and Wilson. And even add another element to the offense. and kind of be this spark in the rotation the Niners might be missing. Um, especially because, let's be honest here, Shanahan isn't afraid to pay for a running back. He just doesn't like drafting him. Uh, paid Tevin Coleman, paid McKinnon, and he traded up for Joe Williams. I think Carter in the third round would be phenomenal. Um, and I think he'll be okay and, and be a great fit in this running back room. Some receivers I think would be great in the third to fourth round would be Amari Rogers and Austin Watkins. I know um, uh, the Athletic had Amari Rogers going uh Matt Barrows had him going in the third round I think he'd be a great bit physical he's a big uh he's a, a large receiver that can play in the slot also very explosive gonna make guys miss him and Austin Watkins make a lot of sense although I think Watkins can be found in the fourth and fifth round likely uh I forgot whose mock I was looking at he had him as the fourth rated receiver in the entire draft maybe he was reaching but Watkins definitely has the ability to be that big body guy Shanahan loves in the slot. And they can also play outside as well. So I do think there are people here in the third through fifth, third and fourth round that you can find a lot of value in if you're Kyle Shanahan. The next guy, to me, Tylen Wallace, very similar to uh, Watkins and being big body, but Tylen Wallace is not a slot guy. If you want to make this offense more explosive, you're going to need someone who can go up and get the ball. That is Tylen Wallace. Not the fastest guy, but he's huge. He's going to go up and get the ball for you. He's going to give you a deep threat. You know, it's always funny to me. When you look at 
the way a lot of offenses are formed nowadays. It's small, speedy guys. A Tyree Kill on one side, a Mikko Hardman. Um, but every team needs a Sammy Watkins. Every team needs someone uh, like, like a DeAndre Hopkins that can go up and get the ball. Tylen Wallace is that kind of guy. That doesn't mean he's going to be, you know, the next Nuke or, or the next DK Metcalf. What he is going to be is a physical presence on the outside to take somebody uh, like the top corners out of a game and allow lanes for Debo and Ayuk and Kittle across the middle for you. Two more guys I want to talk about here. One of them is Trill Williams. The other is Aaron Robinson, both cornerbacks. Again, going defensive heavy and receiver heavy in the first uh, two to three rounds here. I think these are the two weakest positions on this team. The Niners definitely have to fill a role here. And I think uh, Trill Williams and Aaron Robinson. Aaron Robinson can play outside and inside. Big body, six-foot guy. Um, his ideal spot is the slot. So again, if you're taking a mold, then you're not going to take Robinson. If you're taking an Adebo or you're taking um, someone like Asante Samuel Jr., you're not, or you might be, you might feel the need to take an Aaron Robinson in the third to fourth round. Um, I do think he would fill a need. He wouldn't start automatically, but he would give you some physicality in the slot, especially if a team is putting DK Metcalf in the slot, um, which Seattle does do sometimes. Uh, you might want to have Robinson there, especially with Verrett and Mosley being smaller corners who do happen to play the outside. When it comes to Trill Williams, again, similar to Aaron Robinson, but he's going to play the outside a lot more. He's someone you bring in, can be kind of that fourth cornerback, someone you can find value in in the middle of the rounds. That's not going to be a star, but can come in and be a solid rotational piece for you uh, for the next three to four seasons. He's not going to wow you, but he will give you kind of good feisty coverage in the middle rounds of this draft. And I do think both these guys in this system, Demeco Ryan's not exactly sure, probably similar defenses to how this Niners team has run over the last few years. It's going to allow him, if they can get some of these guys, more versatility. I think one thing this Niners defense at least should, but I do think they do value is kind of that Swiss Army knife. Marcel Harris can play safety. Not the best in coverage, put him in the box. Jimmy Ward... You're great in coverage, but guess what? We, we want someone like Moore or someone like Tart to play you know, the actual safety position. Bring it down in the box. Have you cover someone inside. And I do think this defense is... I think they're leaning towards a more versatile secondary. And I do think a guy like Robinson or Trill Williams can bring that to this Niners defense. Which, while they haven't been missing it... I do think this adds another dynamic as to we can mix up coverages, we can make it harder for the opposing quarterback um, to figure out what we're going to do, and it can kind of limit the holes that are exploited by Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray or Matthew Stafford going into this season. Wow. Whew. I am tired. I'm exhausted. It's draft day tomorrow. I'm excited. You're excited. Just ran through this mock draft. Very quickly here, wanted to give you the best information possible that I know of, um, give you my thoughts, give you what's the latest news out there. But again, tomorrow, I think when you hear the number three overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, you're going to hear from North Dakota State, Trey Lance. And if you want to find out the latest news as you await the NFL Draft, you are going to want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is at 49ers.access. Twitter is at 49ers underscore access. The latest quotes, rumors, hot takes, 
news. You're going to find them all on our social media. You're not going to want to miss a thing because draft day is tomorrow. The rumors are only going to get turned up to 1,000 to 11. You are not going to want to miss a thing. And also, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, leave a review, enjoy your draft day tomorrow, and don't forget to relax, take a step back, take a deep breath. Everything is going to be fine, even if it's Mac Jones. Even if it's Mac Jones. Take a deep breath. It's football. We love our Niners. Be part of the faithful. We'll be okay. I can promise you that. And if it's not, we'll adjust and we'll get better. Take a deep breath. You know, the old uh, danger management line is Goose Baba. Goose Baba. Goose Blah Blah. Not, not, not Blah Blah, Nate. Uh, Goose Ooze Fraba. Goose Fraba. That's slower. Goose Fraba. How do you feel? Better. <laughs> Give me a Goose Fraba into the mic for me here. Um, whether in your car or, you're at, or at your home. A collective Goose Fraba. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. Uh, and, and we will... 2021 will be a good year for our Niners. Hopefully fans back in the stands and we can get back to normal. Uh, and hopefully that starts tomorrow with the number three overall pick. But again, my name is Sterling Bennett. This has been the 49er Access Podcast. And until next time, stay faithful.